Welcome to the Go Knows Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. Um, this podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. Um, I do not work for a website. 90% of my information is in my opinion. Other information comes off the internet. Um, today is December 23rd, uh, 2019. This is episode number 23. Um, I want to thank everybody that has subscribed to my podcast and continues continuously listens to my podcast. It's greatly appreciated. Um, I started this podcast just to have some fun and that's it. I'm not trying to become rich and famous. I do have a regular job that I work. Um, so with that being said, um, I want to take a look at a couple of different things as it pertains to uh, uh, Knowles football. Um, so I wanted to start out with uh, Doak Campbell Stadium review. Um, been there several times throughout my life. Love it. I think it's a great place to watch a game. Um, so this is just some of the things that I wrote down about Doak Campbell Stadium. Great atmosphere when team is good. When the team is not good, nobody shows up. I think that's, you know, this this fan base is spoiled. They're used to being around winning football. And the last couple of years, we have not been a winning football team. And thus, the fans have um, voice their displeasure with the uh, team, which is what they should do. Um, get rid of the metal benches. They're not comfortable. Um, if you've ever been there, the metal benches are not very comfortable. Um, and I just think they should go to a more modern type of seat. Um, the front entrances of the stadium, because you is four-sided, the sidewalks recognize former players. I love that. Um, Great Hall is awesome. Um, it displays FSU history. Champions Club is a great place to eat and socialize. Needs more parking around stadiums. There's very limited parking around the stadium. Tailgating is okay, not great. Stadium enhances beauty of campus. Beautiful night atmosphere. Football facilities are good, not awesome. Um, so my overall uh, summary of the uh, stadium is I give it a... You know, B plus. I think just the the design is A plus, but it's a few little things that they can do to make it a better overall environment for the fans. Um, next, I wanted to talk about uh, two players: one offense, one defense. One is going to be Warren Thompson. Um, great hands. Deceptively fast, big receiver. They have him listed at 6'3", 200 pounds, but he looks bigger than that when you watch the film. Um, 
Route running is okay. Um, he can body defensive backs to catch passes. Left team came back, needs to get mentally tougher. Uh, can be a great receiver if he puts in the work. Um, in my opinion, he's a possession receiver. Not very agile. He's very strong for a receiver. If he can put it all together and be, he can be a regular contributor and he might be a late round NFL draft pick or a undrafted free agent. My NFL comparison to him is a poor man's Plaxico Burris. Um, you know, I just felt like Warren Thompson wasn't used properly. Um, you know, when you get all these skilled guys on offense, you got to use them. You know, no guy's going to wants to come to any university and just sit on the bench. So you have to rotate these guys in and out. Now, obviously, Tamori and Terry is going to be on the field all the time because of his, uh, you know, deep threat ability. But, you know, this guy, he got frustrated because he wasn't being used like he was told he was going to be used and he left the team. Um, so now um, the reports are that he's coming back and hopefully Norvell can create a better rotation uh, for these guys so they can be used properly. Um, so my next guy is going to be Kayvon Glenn. And I really like this guy, man. Really like this guy. Um, nice size. They got him listed at 6'2", 236 pounds. Uh, explosive tackler, really fast. Runs through uh, offensive players. Can play the ball in the air. Great closing speed. Previous staff redshirted him. He could have played middle linebacker, thus preventing the Jaden Lars Woodby injury. Diagnosis plays very fast. Can and should play a lot in 2020 for this team. Um, unless one of these uh, new recruits come in and just tears it up, there's no reason why this guy shouldn't be starting. Because he, he's that good to me, in my opinion. Um, Fine-tuned film study. Already very strong. This guy has all the tools to be a great player now. NFL comparison. Thomas Davis. I feel like he's that kind of player. Um, you know, like I've said in previous episodes, the previous staff has totally misdiagnosed virtually all the talent, with the exception of Cam Akers and... Marvin Wilson, who were pretty much no-brainers. You had to put them on the field. So hopefully this new staff can recognize talent and get the best players out there. Uh, next, I wanted to uh, put our Heisman quarterbacks against each other and just see who's the best. So I'll just lay out all the information and, and let you guys make a decision. So, of course, it was Winky, Ward, and Winston. So I'll just read off their Heisman year stats. Um, Winky, 4,167 yards, 33 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 61.7 completion percentage, QBR, 163.1. Charlie Ward, 3,032 yards, 27 interceptions, I mean 27 touchdowns, 4 interceptions, 
69.5. Completion percentage, QBR, 157.8. Jameis Winston, 4,057 yards, 40 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 65.3 completion percentage, QBR, 145.5. National Championship Game Stats. Chris Winkie, 20 of 34, 329 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Charlie Ward, 24 for 43, 286 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Jameis Winston, uh, 20 of 35, 237 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, and then I broke it down into different categories. Arm strength. Ward, number three. Winky, number two. I mean, excuse me, Winston, number two. Winky, number one. Mobility. Winky, number three. Winston, number two. Ward, number one. Awareness. Winston, number three. Winky, number two. Ward number one. Clutch player. Uh, Winky number three. Winston number two. Ward number one. Legacy. Winston number three. Winky number two. Ward number one. Um, and my winner is Charlie Ward. First Heisman winner. First Natty or national championship winner, more clutch QB. He could play in any era of football, in my opinion. Lack of arm strength offset by mobility. He was a, um, he would have been a perfect fit for the West Coast offense if he would have went pro. He, he, to me, was the black version of Joe Montana. But he never got a, she never, went to the NFL because he felt like his draft position, he didn't get enough respect. Um, my final summary on recruiting for 2020, the early signing period, um, I really don't like to evaluate new recruits until I see them in a Power 5 football environment because all these guys look good on high school tape. If they didn't, I don't think Florida State would be recruiting them. So my approach is to let them play one year in college, evaluate after that. Um, there's a guy named Jawan Harley that just, he was all world, 4'3 speed, 400-pound bench press, superb athlete. He ended up being a special teams contributor. So you you just have to, you never know what these guys are going to be. Um, you, you you can project them to be great players, but ultimately it comes down to what is in the player's mind and in the player's heart. Um, you know, just just looking at the class, I would say that linebacker is really the strength of the team now, followed by receiver. Um, the quarterback position was upgraded nicely, quite nicely. Defensive line needs work. Offensive not offensive line needs big time work. Cornerback, we're solid. Uh, 
Safety, we're okay. Running back needs serious work. Tight end needs work. And special teams, kickers and punters and returners are okay. Um, yeah, like I said, man, um, you know, Norvell, um, I'm not going to say he walked into a bad situation, but he walked into a situation where he needs to, you know, just um, offensive tackles, running backs, and tight ends are the focal point now on offense. I think you got your quarterbacks who you want. And, um, you know, if he can fulfill everything by the next signing day, hey, man, who who knows what could happen next season? Uh, I'm not going to say he can turn it around in one season, but we've seen stranger things happen. Uh, excuse me. Um, defensively, uh, we don't really who's our who's our pass rushers. Um, you got Janoris Robinson coming back, but he's like really your only one. We don't know if Kando's gonna be a hundred percent. So you gotta hope that this uh, Griffiths Josh Griffiths kid can come in and set the world on fire. Um, Dennis Briggs needs total rededication to his craft. I've said that in previous episodes. Um, linebacker to me is the strength of the team. Now you got players now, you got players now. So you don't have to convert your best safeties to linebackers. Um, so, um, I think with, with, with what this coach has shown in one week, Norvell, you give him a month, a year, you know, a whole recruiting cycle is, is no telling who he can bring in, man. So, um, I try to hold back on my enthusiasm because I don't want to get overhyped just to be disappointed. That's really been, you know, the theme for the last couple years. But and everybody's down on James Blackman. Um, you don't know what Blackman can be if he let's put Blackman behind a, a decent offensive line and let's see what he can do. Um, but look, talent. And the cream rises to the top, man. So whoever the best guy is, put him on the field. It doesn't matter, you know. But I, I just say give Blackman a fair shake. Um, again, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, thank you for downing, for downloading my podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your reviews. Thank you for your star ratings. Um it's available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. And I can't say thank you enough for listening and go Dose.